Hello everyone and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we take subjects and try and create some order from the disorder. But more likely we'll try and we'll create accidentally some more disorder along the way. Just like this introduction that I've done so many times, yet I fluff every single time we record. You can follow us Twitter at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram Information Entropy Pod, or Spotify iTunes, wherever you listen, if you're overhearing or if you want to share it, because if you're listening already, you already know. But if you want to send it to your friends, send them a link or we're on most of the major podcasting distribution channels. Uh, Don't forget to rate us if you can, if you will, if you want to. And if the platform allows it, it helps us massively in the long run. It gets us at the top of those charts that people can see us. My name is Mitchell Gatting, or I am Mitchell Gatting. You don't know. Uh, I'm joined as per usual by Tom Jenks. How are you doing Hello. this week? Um, yeah, all right. Got internet back. We're recording normal time. Uh, yes, so we are. Given that's the case, I've got to say it was a better one than last week. Yes. Uh, you have How internet. How about you? I think you are <laughs> the uh, you're the bigger measurement here yeah. of bad weeks to better ones. Mm-hmm. So how's it going for you? Yeah, it's been an interesting week. I re-listened to last week and just realised how wonky or wobbly, I think I was going to say, uh, we were or I was during that <laughs> recording. Because I well, was You just much... said before we started... He- because uh, we take turns to intro in news. And he's like, oh, you're on news this week. He's like, no, I did it last time. <laughs> and it's just something yeah. you've completely forgotten. Yeah. It was so... antibiotics plus cocodamol plus blood thinners. And I was on the, the, the large amount of blood thinners then. So, yeah. Oh, that means the stuff's going to hit you harder as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not sure if they took that into account when they're like the whole cocodamol stuff. But, you know. I'm sure they do. Mm. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah, you would hope so, but I've not been taking much of the Kodamon because it doesn't really work. Yeah, like I'm not sure if my body just just has doesn't want to do have anything to do with painkillers, but painkillers don't really seem to work on me at the moment. Um, okay, like has I've, that always been the case? I don't, I don't not to a noticeable degree, uh, to like a noticeable degree, but I've never been in like that much pain where I've like I've had the, the old headache every now and then where I've had some paracetamol and drank some water and relaxed a bit, but that could be placebo-esque. Uh, there's times where I've like pulled a muscle, uh, had some ibuprofen and like had a shower and put some beet heat on it. But again, that could have not been that well. But yeah, I don't know at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure if it's because of the type of pain it is, but cocodamol does not seem to be yeah. working. Um which, Which is interesting, isn't it? Like types of pain. Yeah, it, it like and it like causes of because when we do like the senses episode, surely with all those different senses that we talked about, the more than five, you can have pain related to too much of all of those senses. Oh, that's interesting actually because I was just thinking pain receptors. Surely pain receptors over the entire body are the same receptors. But you you actually make a very good point there. You're hundred percent right. If you your heat sensors. Yeah, top out. Receive too much heat. Mm. That's a pain, right? So yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. <laughs> Completely correct. Yeah. Breaking <laughs> ground over here. So yeah, mind so, blown. So I'm not Welcome sure to the if, podcast. If the the pain caused by like a blood clot is like this weird wonky pain that doesn't 
like morphine can't hit. Because that was the, that was like the top end. Yeah, where it was like I had a hypertension pain, wasn't it? Like I had morphine and nothing happened, uh, which was so- sorrowful. Like, <laughs> just, did you just like feel absolutely no change at all? Uh, my face got warm, and so did my ears. That was the only thing I felt. Yeah, from that it. sounds about right. Like I only got. So you didn't even feel wonky. And the pain. Yeah, no, no. I didn't feel like oh, that's, that's, woozy that's sad, or like out of my head or anything. It was literally, ah, my face feels a bit warm. This is a strange sensation. You got anything for that pain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is last week. She went away and came back 10 minutes later like, so how'd you feel? I was like, I feel exactly the same as I did 10 minutes ago. What, what did you give me? And she's like, ah, oh, that is interesting. That should have worked. <laughs> Yeah. Same with the Kakoda oh, Same with um, whatever else they gave me in the little pot. Yeah. Maybe you just metabolized it super quick. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's the case. But maybe that was why. I don't know. What's, the, what's like the ingestion difference between liquid and like pills? Is pills like a slower burn because it goes into your stomach and then dissolves? And yeah. liquids is like a quicker thing that may just like my yeah. body just passes through my body and doesn't get taken into it. Because the, the the pills helped a little bit better than the, the morphine did. Okay, it's also a slower release, right? And yeah. it depends if you've eaten or not. Slower burn. But yeah, strange. Strange times. You're just a freak, mate. Yeah, and then she gave me the second, the top up, and I was like, still nothing. I cannot lie down. <laughs> She, she came over and asked me like why I was still pacing and I was just like because I'm still in pain like what are you what are you chatting about because I'm in A&E because my chest hurts yeah like oh no I'm just here trying to get my steps in because I've been in A&E all day it's like a jump the start on the day you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. six in the morning been waiting around all night yeah bloody hell so so yeah if you're wondering what we're speaking about Go check out last week's episode. <laughs> that was interesting. It was uh, interesting. Honestly, I listened to it back. It was a very good episode. Oh, it was. In terms of content. <laughs> it was fun. It was funny to listen to. Yeah. I just don't know how much scientific content, uh, if that's what you're here specifically for, that may not be the episode. For you. Yeah, I apologise. Like, I don't think uh, it was the drugs or anything. It was never going to be high science. Episode. Like in the first five minutes, I told people to come fight me. No, no, not the confine me that I was going to mess him up. But using yeah. more explicit language. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't That'll really be know. one to revisit if you ever need to pick me up. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, since we didn't get on to aging much last week, I'm pretty sure what we did was define it. Yeah. You spoke a bit about <laughs> some aspects <laughs> of it. That was a pause on our half. Um, yeah. I talked about uh, the impact on the body. Yeah, that was it. Um, Across all animals. Uh, I'm not sure if it was all animals, but just specifically... Oh, this is what you were saying, mate. Uh was it? I'm pretty sure I just uh, said like you, you the, said this I, across all animals, and I was like, "Oh well, definitely oh, okay. mammals." Yeah, 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 definitely. And then yeah. you were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the hydra. That's what we spoke about. Ah, oh, the hydra. Yeah, yeah we, that's we pretty much all we covered in terms of science. Yeah. Um, the rest of it was filler. You know, but like those <laughs> animes that gives you 19 episodes of filler. Yeah, that was one like episode of the 
was it the beach beach episode? Yeah, fan service beach episode. <laughs> We're make, all about fan service here at the information no sense entry podcast. That doesn't watch anything. In <laughs> 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 that round, was like beach episode. Do they just go to the beach? Ooh. Yes, yes. In the even in the most super serious of all animes, there's at least one episode where they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to the beach. Yeah, there's an entire story arc of that in One Piece. Yeah, but One Piece is trash. I'm pretty sure. And we've been over this. Oh, no. <laughs> Have you not seen one of those? Oh, um, no. Those, like, the guy that goes to the, the expo, say, and then, like, asks people what their opinions of it are, and everybody's just like, it's just not good. It's just not good. Honestly, I've watched it with, like, a thing that tells me which episodes to avoid. <laughs> yeah, like, that to me is, like... like that's that's you, not episodes to avoid. I just you, mean in terms of these are filler episodes, and there are a lot. Precisely. So i just watched it kind of like, main story-ish. And I understand that's what might make it trash. Yeah. But the concept is interesting. The concept... Yeah, but they've only just started. Like, the guy that wrote it was like, yeah, so now we start One Piece. It's like, are you joking, mate? Yeah. Anyway. Aging. We're back. Yeah. We are mentally aging. Yeah. And buckle up. Got any news, mate? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Go on, hit us with that. The uh, fresh. The winner for the 2022 Chemistry Nobel Prize was announced. Oh, yeah. Uh, from none other than Stanford University. I was about to say that was in England, but it's definitely not. It's definitely American. Oh, definitely not. Uh, right, yeah. Chemist Carolyn Batozzi. How do you say it in Italian? Tom, come on. Oh, how is it written? B-E-R-T-O-Z-Z-I. Batozzi. Yeah, Batozzi. Um... Merton Medal from the University of Copenhagen and Barry Barry uh, Sharpless <laughs> of the Security Universe in La Jolicale uh, will split because it's normally done by three people and they normally split it uh, for developing click chemistry and bio orthogonal chemistry yeah orthogonal Orthogonal. Yeah. So essentially, they just made a toolkit for snapping together molecules like Lego blocks. No. Yeah, that's oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, there have been like comments from the industry that like from other chemists from around the world that said like the amazing thing about this discovery is that it can be used for almost everything. Um. I would say it's the, the tip of the iceberg uh, for like terms of application and there's like so much that can be done with this uh, but I'm gonna, I already forgot the way you said it but Dutzi discovered a way to do copper free click chemistry so scientists can now design chemical reactions inside of organisms without mucking up their new cellular normal cellular functions because before oh, now wild. you had to put some sprinkle some copper on it to make it work but now they've they've worked out how to do it without copper uh that's pretty cool yeah so Badassi tricked cells into incorporating a click chemical into sugars decorating the cell surface 
When scientists expose these cells to a different chemical, a type of alkaline, the two can snap together, just like the molecules in Shoplis's and Medal's reactions. So they were all three working on it individually and they kind of came to the same result as much as like what happens when Nobel Peace Prize, not Peace Prize, Nobel. Kind of like an international collaboration. Like, oh, I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm working on something similar. Let's see what we get. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. found this. You found that. Let's bring this together. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they said like, imagine you could attach shiny molecules to bio molecules in a living cell. Then you could follow them in a microscope and see where they are and how they move. This is what they've done essentially so yeah that's really cool by targeting specific sugars on the cell surfaces scientists can develop new treatments for instance Potosi and her colleagues were able to target and deactivate sugars that were helping tumors cells hide from t-cells in the body ah yeah because like if they can modify those cells specifically to show up yep then uh They've just yeah, that's, essentially that's cool. ruined hide and seek for cells. So, sorry, cells, you've lost. Uh yeah, that's great. <laughs> the uh, the only piece of news I'd seen related to this, and I don't know why or how I came across it. Yours, but Carolyn Batozzi, yes, who just won the Nobel Prize. Mm. The the way I found out that she was a winner was because Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine oh, yeah. was a bandmate with her at Harvard University and they won the Ivy League Battle of the Bands in 1986. That's, cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, she was playing keyboards and he was in spandex. And there was a picture to go along with it. And yeah. Those are dead. Justified. So, I mean, imagine that winning Battle of the Bands with Tom Morello and then going on to win Nobel Prize in Chemistry. Yeah. What a spicy life she leads. Pretty spicy, isn't it? And what is it with successful scientists playing keyboards? Brian Cox with D-Ream. What was that? Brian Cox, you know, was in Dream. Yeah. Or D-Ream. He was on the keyboards then, wasn't he? Why is he called it D-Ream? I don't know, that's because it was always D dot R E A M, wasn't it? D hyphen, not hyphen. Okay. Fuck. What's that called? <laughs> what? Colon. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh anyway, yeah. I think that's just how I've always read it in my head, and now that's the first time I've ever actually had to say it out loud. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, if I just embarrass myself at info entry pod. Yeah, that's what I have to add to that. D ream. D ream. Bloody hell. Yeah. It's out in the world now. Down no low. taking you, that you back. You said it. Yeah, I did. Bloody hell. Right, let's move on to aging. Yeah, because I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah, I, felt, I was um, going to continue, but I don't feel like I need to. I just, we are. Yeah. We spoke a little bit about what it what it feels like to age um, last week. Bad. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Popping pills. Oh, on the daily. Forgetting, on that you've the daily. Pills, forgetting that you've popped pills. 
forgotten that you forgetting that you've popped pills, putting your timer on to pop the pills. Like remember forgetting that you've like reduced your intake of pills, and then panicking that you haven't taken your pills the next day, but realizing that you didn't actually need to take the pills. Yeah, I did that this morning. Ah, awful. Yeah, I hate moments like that where it's like you're half an hour or an hour behind something that you normally should have done, but you don't need to do it that time, yeah. that day. Yeah. And then you just have this like five, ten minute frenzy of panic. Oh, that sets you back a few years. Um, yeah, anxiety. The generation of anxiety we are. Mm-hmm. So we spoke a bit about that last week. That turned into a mental health chat. Uh, <laughs> which was interesting. But I, I thought... What I may go over is a couple of theories on why we might age. I spoke a little bit about this last week. I quickly glossed over one of my my favourite theories. But, and this is like all things biology. Well, not like all things, actually. That's a lie. This is like all things that we cover when we talk about biology. We don't really know why we age there are theories there are things that make sense but there's not one solid thing that we're kind of like that's it and likelihood it's a mixture of things right Mm -hmm. did you watch the uh the infinite loop oh the trip to infinity yeah trip to infinity did you watch that in the end um i started oh mate don't tell me you fell asleep funny story funny story you did what Internet you, you, died. you did. You did oh, okay, okay. Internet died. And you download uh, things on your Netflix, like no, oh, because I no, I, don't, I never really do actually. Uh, I've been trying. I've been started watching Code Geass. Ah, oh, okay. last week. What do you call it? Geass. <laughs> <laughs> guys, again, I've only ever had to guys? say this in my head. Code guys. Okay. <laughs> I've always thought it was guys because he's. He uses the guys. Oh. <laughs> but doesn't he say Gias in the show? I, d- I don't... Yeah, but Code... he names it, doesn't it? He names it a Gias, his little... Yeah, but that's power. the Japanese. And it's not... Co- code is not the Japanese, so you wouldn't call it, like... Uh, well, again, I've only <laughs> ever had to say it in my head. And... How do you that's say what, That's what's come out. Code Gias. <laughs> So I started watching Code Geass last week, right? It's 25 episodes long. By all rights, by the amount of time that I've watched it, Netflix thinks I'm on episode 20. By the amount of times I've fallen asleep watching it, I'm still on episode 3. Geass. Apparently that's how you spell it. Oh, yes. I found it it all right. Yeah, I just... It's just... Reading which obviously you have to do with Japanese <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. You have to read those. Right. Um, I just fall asleep. Reading makes me fall asleep. Watching TV makes me fall asleep. <laughs> it does. I can't read a book after six o'clock. I just nod off. That's true. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. It may be stress slash lack of sleep. Mm. And that's just been my life for the past 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Because uh, it didn't used to be like that. Try, but yeah. Try to anyway. trying to explain to Grace like how drug-induced sleep is different from my normal wanting to sleep. She's like, "You're normally tired anyway." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's it's more than just like the natural all the time level of tired that I'm at. <laughs> it's like yeah. it comes in waves, punches it's you like in a the slumber face, rolls over you. Yeah, and then yeah. your head starts like 
falling back and your mouth opens and then you end up catching flies. <laughs> yeah. Like yesterday, I was just like, oh, I was fine. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to lie down. And then I went to bed and then woke up at like, went to bed at half five and woke up at seven and was like, oh, need to go out for, go out for dinner. Get some clothes on. <laughs> yeah, drug-induced sleep is interessant. I remember when I broke my arm, I was on painkillers then. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just a bit. It definitely throws you for a loop, especially when you're coming off of them the other side. Yeah, my body's, like, all over the show. Like, I get yeah. it. It had no blood thinners, and I had sticky blood, and then I had loads of... Uh, <laughs> Blood got all that sticky blood yeah that's what she called it the thrombosis clinic she was like yeah yeah sticky yeah. blood if you don't drink water so if you if you want if you oh, i probably got sticky blood to be honest my water intake has been shocking yeah and then recently i had like four blood thinners a day and i had really thin blood and now i'm on one a day and my body's just like could you make your mind up like i'm trying here <laughs> like, i don't know whether to make it thinner to make it thicker like yeah yeah so Bloody hell. All over the shop. Putting you through your paces. Uh, it really is. It really is. Keeping you on your toes. Yeah. Um, so, can't remember how we got to Code Geass and everything. I thought you but start, theories of aging. You talking about... Oh, yeah. Um, I was basically saying, you asked me if I watched Trip to Infinity or did I fall asleep? Uh, and that led me on to a Code Geass tangent because... Yes. I've watched a lot. Uh, essentially, no, I haven't watched Trip to Infinity okay uh apologies i will get on it though it is on my list there's a talking about living forever and we will come back there's i can't remember what the actual series is called but there's like someone that's an immortal and like it's the sat around having a cup of tea and this guy's living room is like Yo, you're immortal though why why haven't you like you know i've got loads of money and like you're hyper intelligent it's like i'm immortal i can't just like keep processing memories though that's not how it works. That's not how a brain works. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, that's, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Because there, it comes up in Doctor Who as well, the immortal child. Uh, Maisie Williams, I think it was before she was on uh, Game of Thrones. She had a role no. in Doctor Who. She was very, oh, no, I take that back. Because she's very, very young at the start. I think it was like mid Game of Thrones. Um, she plays the immortal child who the doctor saves because he feels guilty. He puts the immortal chip in her so she constantly gets healed, but she obviously has a human brain, so she can't remember. So she writes the books of her time and then she has the immortal child's library where it's got like the tomes of all of her past lives and she reads them and it's like, oh, yeah, I was this person and i had three children and they died of the black death that was that was a fun time <laughs> that that comes up right that's the, that's, but it that's, makes sense right like there surely must there is a limit like we find that limit in our own lifespans right yeah of how much memories we can and, and it makes sense because why would your brain be outfitted to process memories longer than you would expect to live anyway right yeah I heard like natural selection or natural, but like evolutionary wise, back when we were hunting errors, like past 30, we weren't supposed to live past 30. So that's yeah, why, I just don't think we were selected for past that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why our body starts to like, you know, shut down and 
die because we're not actually supposed to live <laughs> like nearly three times that length. I don't think it's not that we're not meant to. Like if you think uh, about what they thought it was mainly the men who hunted, right? So if you think about, uh, I want to say, well, I was going to, I guess killer whales is the best way to look at this. Oh yeah, hundreds of years old. Oh, even, even not actually. Uh, the, I'm trying to think of an animal group where the females kind of live much longer than the males, but the males kind of do the, the, the hunting. Because like, I feel like you would have a matriarchal kind of system like elephants or um, where the females would live longer. Seahorses. And so 30, like for some of the population is like, yeah, you're destined to live to 30, but some might be a lot longer than that. But maybe I'm just picking up the patriarchal stereotype and I'm completely full of shit. So. <laughs> Maybe. We don't, we, don't, Maybe. we don't know. Right. Why do we age? Why do we A couple age? of theories on this. Okay, yeah. Programmed theories. Gene theory suggests that genes turn on and off over time. And as some are programmed to turn off, which is different in other people uh, or everyone you look at, uh, they cause aging. And that's why some people especially if you look at some people in like the Mediterranean haven't like they've aged a day in 40 years and other people are as wrinkly as an olive tree. Mm. So it's uh, they're still like, rocking it. Absolutely rocking sharp it. Sharp calf, isn't it? Like yeah. no aging until they're like 70 and then they look like a prune. <laughs> and then it, one day they wake up and it's just prune time. Yeah. Um, the endocrine theory which suggests that aging is caused by changes in hormones, which are produced in your endocrine system. There are error. That's just a couple of those, by the way. There are many programmed theories of aging, and all of them fall under the umbrella of your body is designed to age, and it is doing this systematically over a long period of time. Um, and while these kind of theories are popular, they don't really take into account things like smoking or drinking alcohol or drug abuse or other environmental factors that may accelerate mm-hmm. aging, even though we know that they have an impact. So that's why program theories aren't taking super seriously, but it's a possibility. They haven't been proven wrong, essentially. Uh-huh. Uh, error theories of aging are basically an umbrella that are the opposite of programmed and they hypothesize that aging is caused by cellular changes that are random and unplanned so the wear and tear theory is the idea that cells break down and become damaged over time um this doesn't account for the body's ability to repair but essentially that some of this damage is passed on Mm -hmm. to the next like the daughter cells um genome instability theory suggests that aging happens because the body body loses its ability to repair DNA. And as I said, there are many, many different theories that people have come up with and we haven't settled on a singular one. My favorite or my go-to one that makes most sense to me is like the evolutionary theory to reduce competition. Yeah. Because like if every single animal is like the hydra that we discussed last week that just stays alive, uh, then we're just kind of we're producing young and then we're going to compete with it and then if something catastrophic happens the genes haven't diversified it's a way to continually make sure that i think it's just a process in which 
ensures that parts of the population die off. And so evolution works through aging and killing things off, right? Making sure the most advantageous characteristics are kept in the population. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's very quick theories on aging. Yours or yours? You come up, that's impressive, mate, that you came up with all those theories. Yeah, those were all mine. Yeah. Uh, TM. Uh, <laughs> trademarked yeah, you should write them down maybe, maybe publish them I think a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of people could you know do some good work based on your thoughts I think so mate yeah. uh, I think that I am what the scientific community has been missing this entire time yeah uh, no obviously I'm joking I've taken these from various sources and it really is a problem right like with something so complex as aging that factors so many different things in, we're really not sure what causes it. Mm. Like, how do you kind of try and understand why it happens? And it's probably correct that there isn't one singular reason. It's probably tens of factors or hundreds of factors that have kind of just built up over time. You know, like from a single cell organism, is it technically aging? Because it's a single cell, right? But it goes through a life cycle where it starts off where it runs more efficiently and then the, the efficiency slows down and slows down over time until it kind of breaks apart. Yeah. Is that aging? It's an interesting question. Because that is an entire organism, yeah. even though it's one cell. You're, you're also looking at this from like purely um, biological aspect and not like from a psychological human meta aspect oh for sure because i think but that's where my brain is entrenched yes like my training <laughs> entrenches my thought path in the biological aspect of things mm. so i i agree i don't always look at things from uh that point of view yeah just, because it's like but, it's, it's it's what this guy gets described of elves because they live for thousands of years but there's a period of their lives where they just lay and do nothing <laughs> and i think that's part of oh, that's what, what it's like chicken or egg what came first the reason that egg. like as a humans we like strive and rush to do things and build quicker and better and faster is is that because we know our time's limited and if we were immortal would that not happen so is this like a a self I feel like how you feel time passing definitely dictates how you act, right? Yeah. And that changes with age. Some people kind of accept that time passes. And like we spoke about last week, if you, depending how you feel time is passing, some people, depending on their lifestyle, that will change, right? They'll, I think, seek to do different things. The elves, they do build grand things, but it takes them you know, many hundreds of years to do it. Like Elrond said to Gimli, oh, sorry, 20 years for me is nothing. Uh, I didn't think much of not seeing you in that time. That's not Gimli. Oh, yeah, sorry. Elrond says to Durin. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't come to see you for the past 20 years. It was like nothing to me. Yeah. And then Durin's like, yeah, well... I've had kids! It meant meant a lot to me. (laughs) I've got married! I've had kids! Got a wife. <laughs> got a wife. She sings at the rock. 
resonates. She resonates. As resonates. She's a bit different. Oh, God. A bit different. Yeah. I mean, for an elf. Yeah. It's not. That's what I mean. Like, they just sit and they chill and they don't do anything for, for ages. And that's fine because that's part of, you know. Yeah, exactly. Ages, so, I so think- I'm, what I'm saying is, what came first are, uh, like... Is this like a self-prophesizing we are born to die kind of thing and not be immortal? What do you mean, sorry? In what in terms of what came first? Like, so is our time limit restricted because of the way that we live and the way that we are as humans? Or is it the other way around? Okay. No, I think it's the other way around. Like, I think if we, if we were living in Matrix world, right, and we were just being farmed, is that yeah? But that's like peak condition. That's, right, imagine that's we not... were being battery farmed. <laughs> yeah, okay, this humans are being battery so wonky, farmed. Tom. Hypothetical. Okay, okay, go for it. Let's say humans are being battery farmed. Yeah, but they're being kept at peak physical capacity. Yeah, okay, but that but that this that they would make still sense. age and die. No, that, that doesn't make sense because the way that they keep them the way they are is they have to mimic what they're doing in the simulation. Otherwise, it doesn't make oh, sense. Okay, well, let's ignore that then. Let's just say because <laughs> if there's can... a really like yeah like a really obese man that was got really large and then actually was like yeah, but actually no, weirdly I feel fine. I feel the same. <laughs> they would like okay. True. Racist. Right. Well, let's just say it was a hypothetical situation yeah. where you could battery farm perfectly healthy human beings on the reg, right? Okay. If, if, doing if, that on the regular. if you had that skill, though, you you could keep people alive forever because you would know how yeah, to... Yeah, but like... this is the thought experiment where I'm trying to say to you, if in our actual condition right now, yeah. you, weren't, you, you, you could treat them for like diseases or whatever, but you weren't actively trying to stop aging but they weren't being exposed to threats or anything either, we would age and die anyway. So our lifestyle... Well, would you, though? Because if you're saying that that you can cure things, the only thing that, like, knocks old people off is they get into such a, like, a a sensitive state, if you will, like a vulnerable state, that something simple is what normally does it. Right, like, and that's what we call dying of old age. Yeah, but at I'm that saying point, if there, we can't if there was like cure the simple things weakness because in the, the body heart is so unstable. Caused by something else, caused by something else. You're saying that we could we yeah. could fix that. No, I'm not. But no, that's, that's, I'm you, saying hypothetical. You said you could fix like diseases and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Then you could. But at that point, you couldn't because the body becomes so fragile because of age and aging effects that you you would you wouldn't be able to. Unless, because at that point yeah, you're well, counteracting aging itself. Contradiction then, because you wouldn't be able to then. You can either cure all diseases or not in a hypothetical. You can't just be like, oh yeah, we can cure all diseases until someone's eighty, and then they're on their own. <laughs> my my point that I'm trying to make here is that even if someone lived a perfectly healthy life without any stress or anything, that person would grow old and die. And like, it's not like they'd get to 80 and look like they were 30 or 20 still because they hadn't experienced stress. Of course they would. Yeah, of course. Because that, it's, it's not right. stress that kills people. It's the, the cells breaking down in their body. Right, but that is, in essence, aging. 
Yes. But... And if, that isn't considered a disease. Well, no, because if you could essentially cure those kinds of things, like if you could create a battery farm of people, if you're creating people, you know how to build skin that lasts oh, forever. 100%. So, All right. I feel like my my <laughs> setup for the analogy was horrible. Yeah, you kind of, yeah. Basically, don't just forget everything I said. So basically, Let's if roll there's back 20 like a train going down a track, right, and you're standing by a lever that can like change the tracks. My whole point it was just that no matter the lifestyle you live, whether it's the best one ever, like the best hypothetical life you can live, you could still you're still going to age, even if you're kept in a pristine environment. Oh, okay. You are going to age, and you will die from old age. If nothing else gets you. Bigger question here. Does your genetic... Because we've talked about having like max intelligence. Like, does your genetics cause a max intelligence? Are you... With your genetics and your genes have a limit, an upper limit on your health? Like your age. I don't think it's like a specific programmed cutoff, right? It's not as rigid as that. Because I don't think that's how biology works. It's not like counting how we count. You know, it's not going, okay, this person's going to die at 81 and 9,232 seconds. Oh, you could, though, because the cell division has a time. So you could say, on 10 billion cell divisions, I'm not going to do it anymore. And each- it does have a time, but it's not that long. And this is where the telomeres come into effect. Do you know about telomeres? No. Right. So this is one of the hallmarks of aging. Um, And it's basically a process that when a a new cell is made from like a stem cell, right? So stem cells are cells that are unspecialized and they can form into any type of cell in the body. Mm -hmm. Right. So normally blood cells are formed from other blood cells because it just makes sense for a red blood cell to make other ones, right? That's what they already do. There are some parts in the body, in, in children... You know, you start off as a group of stem cells, sorry, as babies, as before babies, pre-babies. You start off as a group of stem cells, and then eventually they differentiate into all the different cells in your body. Uh, As adults, you still have a couple of places where stem cells are made. So in your bone marrow, um, and I think there are a couple of other places that aren't coming to mind. But what happens in cell replication is on the ends of the chromosomes there are specialized proteins so you've got your protein uh, your chromosomes that kind of you know separate out and elongate when they want to replicate in a cell Mm. do you remember that process no mate so when a cell replicates and this is going off memory so this is wrong apologies to biologists out there um when a cell replicates it all the organs inside the cell copy themselves and then inside the nucleus, if there's DNA, the DNA unravels. So the chromosomes like unravel because they're all, you know, double helixed up, right? Yeah. On a Tuesday. They copy themselves. Mm-hmm. They separate apart and then the nucleus forms around each copy. And then the cell splits, each with a nucleus and each copy of the cell in, or, or the organelles inside mm-hmm. so then you end up with two cells that were you know identical pretty more or less 
when the chromosomes are copied, there are proteins at the very end that don't actually code for anything. And these are called telomeres. Now, every single time the chromosomes are copied, a piece of this protein is not copied. So like the, the last piece of this protein at the end, the last piece of these telomeres are not copied. So it means every single time a cell is duplicated, those telomeres get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And when they get to a certain length, that cell is no longer copied, it just dies. It's marked for cell death and it is broken down by the body to not be duplicated or replicated anymore. <laughs> this is thought because, you know, if one cell is replicating itself a million times, it's likely to do that wrong or pick up damage along the way. So this ensures that a cell replicates, let's say, you know, 40 to 60 times, which is the normal kind of replication rate for a cell before it's uh, enters senescence, which is cell death. So it replicates 40 to 60 times, and then it is killed. Right. So there is an inbuilt time limit for cell replication, for cell age, right? So what you were bringing this back to what you were saying, at 10 billion replications, we're going to stop. Mm-hmm. In actual fact, it's 40 to 60. Billion? No, Just- 40 to 60. Okay. And then new cells are like, are uh, come in and then, you know, do the same thing. You know, it's an ongoing rolling thing. Um, but that's there. That's a process that we see in every single animal ever that we've looked at. It is there. Telomere shortening. The proteins on the end of the chromosomes shorten mm-hmm. as a cell replicates more and more. Like this is thought to be like, boom, this thing is aging and we can see that. And this is what we think is, you know, a definite part of aging. So there is a time limit, but I, what my point here is that I don't think the body can plan 10 billion replications in advance when you're born or when you're, you know, conceived or whatever, whenever you might imagine your body plan is put into action, right? It's not like you're born and it's like, okay, your genetics dictate that you're going to live till you're 81.1, right? I think accumulations build up, genetics make you more susceptible to damage or picking up certain diseases or not fighting off other ones or being good at fighting them off and making you live longer, being better in certain environments. Like I am terrible in the heat. For example, <laughs> right. I'm sure that's taken some years off, like even just this summer alone. Mm-hmm. So I think there is some kind of, there's definitely a genetic impact. I just don't think it's coded. This is your upper limit. I think it's more of a, your genetics may allow in not such a hard way as you were describing. There probably is like a soft cap, right? Uh, you're more likely to get cancer at the age of 30 than your cousin, even if you're born at the exact same year. Yeah. But that doesn't stop you from potentially beating it and then still living 
as long as that person it's just oh there, there's a challenge for you let's play a game let's play life on hard mode and yeah, then it comes like who's got the better healthcare to be honest uh yeah no i mean i think you could be offered the same treatment and respond to it in different ways even with very similar genes that is a thing like some people respond really well to certain cancer treatments with the same type of cancer compared to other people mm. who just respond like just not at all and we're, we're unable to kind of understand why i think sometimes so that's obviously a genetic or maybe even an age thing but we're just not too hot on the the reasons why yeah like some people when they get given morphine their pain goes away Others, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, so that's much. really interesting. That <laughs> I had a look at why, and what's what interesting the the uh, the research that I found was to do with um, cancer patients and how like just the the go to is giving cancer patients morphine to help with the pain, and how like there's a percentage of them where it literally does nothing for them. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a pain threshold where your body just kind of is like, I'm experiencing this threshold of pain, so I'm still going to make myself feel it because oh, obviously... interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, like this, this level of pain is dangerous. So even though there are painkillers, I'm going to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to override the painkillers yeah. because it's important that I let myself know that there's something bad happening. Yeah. Maybe. See, that I thought that could be the case when I was just like, okay, maybe my body's just like, nah, mate, there's something going on here. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But, but thinking about how painkillers work, they literally block off the receptors so they can't send a signal, right? Yeah. That's how they're meant to work. That kind of doesn't line up. So... Yeah. Unless maybe your body's like storing that information and going, okay, until I hear from this part of the body again, I'm going to keep sending that signal. Your, your my, brain's my... like, I'm going to act like I'm still receiving that. Even yeah. though, because I haven't heard anything. Maybe it's gone. Yeah. Like... For all your brain knows, it's gone. <laughs> Was it called like a negative signal? Waiting for a yeah. negative signal from the lower part of my lung, which is being like <laughs> clotted off. Then no blood was getting to it, so I was just like, "Yeah, I'm just going to keep beaming that pain out until I hear back from it." Apparently, it's yeah. uh, out of the 186 patients they did this um, pain no pain relief test on, uh, 179 patients said uh, there was successful pain control with minimal side effects. So only four percent of people in that test had like no pain changing. Okay. Um, oh, wait, no, Still no, though. no, wait, wait. That's so no significant difference and no side effects. So 25% did not respond to morphine. So it's actually higher than I thought. It's one in four people don't respond to morphine. Oh. Yeah. So it's not completely uncommon then? No, not as common as you, as you think. It's, like, it's, like, it's used in like cinema and. Like TV show so much that people just think like it's an automatic thing, but yeah, I guess it's kind of the cliche thing to go to. Yeah, you then but, get... and also like a lot of the time, it's not very often in your life where you're in the position to take 
Morphine or be given. <laughs> it's <sorry>. true. Luckily, <laughs> that's a very that's a very <laughs> distinction to be given morphine. Yeah, but like it's normally very rare to be in a position where you have to be given morphine. Right. Like, most so don't want to be in that position. You don't find out until that point, yeah, do you? No, not at all. So maybe the percentage is even higher. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I would have to imagine that's a low ball. Yeah. Maybe it's like just because of opioids there, not not my thing. Maybe. Oh, it's morphine uh, op opioid? Yeah, morphine is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm out here, like on the uh on the opioids. Yeah. Um it could have been something else. Could have been ox ah. oxymorphin that I was given, and not morphine. Yeah. Oh, maybe that maybe that's that. Okay, okay, I take this. I take this back. Yeah, I think that's what I heard her say. Oral oxymorphine, uh, morphone. Okay, yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, that's what I think I had, and it it just didn't do anything. The oral oxymorphone formulations are roughly three times more potent than morphine. Oh. <laughs> it is more lipophilic than morphine and thus may more easily cross the blood bane barrier because it differs from morphine by having a ketone group substituent at the C6 position. Anyone who understands chemistry will know what I'm on about. Um, but basically, yeah, the sixth carbon along it has a different ketone group on it, making it three times more effective. Huh. So maybe what that's what you needed. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All I know is I opened my mouth and she squeezed the the syringe full of morphine into my mouth. Ah, like it was it was an yeah. it was an IV. It was oh ah, okay. It wasn't stri- straight into the thing. No, okay. no. She could have because I had the bag in at that point. Now, sometimes they put it in the bag, don't they? That's what I thought. But, but they put that's uh, if the bag takes six hours, which you found out as it was happening. <laughs> Uh, then that's going to be a six-hour drip of morphine, and if you just needed the pain gone, then yeah, then you would, yeah, in the mouth is better. Yeah, I had a catheter once, and I remember them putting morphine in that, and that you could feel go up your arm, yeah, not, and then like round to the other side. Not to be confused with a cannula, as I accidentally called it the other day. Wait, no, <laughs> no I think I got <laughs> yeah, it wrong. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Oh, what a fucking idiot. Uh, Mate, if they're they're injecting, like, morphine into your penis, then if you feel it going up your arms... Just up the hole, mate. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what I meant is... What did I mean? (laughs) Cannula. Oh dear. Yeah, cannula is what goes in your arm. Yeah. Not a catheter. Catheter is for hell. collecting uh, urine out of your yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. I had a cannula in. That's where the, the pipe went in. Quite interesting. I will never emotionally recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional damage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey ho, what's a podcast like if you can't tell everyone you had a catheter <laughs> oh, dear, yeah. <laughs> and morphine stuffed up it? Bloody hell. Um, since I mentioned a hallmark of aging, yeah. 
There are actually nine of them. One of them is this telomere shortening. Um, the others are genome instability. So basically these hallmarks of aging are things that we've looked at animals and we've gone, okay, oh. every organism that we have seen, this manifests in. So these fill the criteria of these things manifest during normal aging. When they are experimentally increased, aging accelerates. When they are experimentally amended, aging slows down and increases the healthy lifespan of an animal. So they, they've done lots of these experiments in mice and rats where they've managed to like double the lifespan of them. Mm-hmm. In captive in experiments in because they just changed a few of these things. Yeah. <laughs> so one of them is gemo genome instability, where proper functioning of genomes and uh, cell functions kind of just cascades slowly out of sync. Mm-hmm. So abnormal chemical structures may enter the DNA, which cause the genome to be read incorrectly. Telomere shortening, as I spoke about earlier. So every time. T- the cell replicates the telomere shorten and dictates how many more times it can be replicated. Epigenomic alterations. So all the, of all the genes that make up the genome, only a subset are expressed at any given time. So depending how these are expressed or which ones are turned on or off, it may alter how you age. Uh, loss of proteostasis. Proteostasis is basically the process of maintaining all the proteins necessary for a a cell to function properly in their proper shape. And in biology, or actually just in protein, structure is everything. If they don't have the right structure, they don't function properly. Mm -hmm. So the cell's ability or the body's ability to maintain proper protein structure changes or loses the ability so that in turn affects how we kind of process everything. Deregulated nutrient sensing. So our ability to sense things such as glucose, fatty acids, amino acids in the bloodstream or other organs changes. And we've it's been shown that in mice, if you overactuate these pathways, aging increases and so do incidents of cancer. So that's something that we do to mice in captivity. Mitochondrial dysfunction. As we all know, the mitochondria is the powerhouse <laughs> of the cell. During aging, though, the efficiency tends to decrease. Uh, we still don't actually know why, but basically the efficiency decreases, so we have less energy in our cells. It gets bored, in it? Cellular, it just gets bored. Yeah. It's like, fuck this no, shit. It's just like, oh, so I've done. been doing this for fucking 90 years. I'm clocking out, mate. Yeah. Cellular senescence, this is just cell death. We talked about it being programmed when the telomeres shorten, but sometimes under certain conditions, uh, it will just exit the cell cycle, but not be broken down. So <laughs> sometimes what happens is it's marked for cell death. It comes and broken down and all of the things that made up the cell are recycled. Sometimes it exits the cell cycle, so stops functioning, but is just there. Mm-hmm. And that happens more and more as you age. Stem cell exhaustion. So as I spoke about stem cells earlier, we run out of those as we get older. So there's less of those cells to replace malfunctioning ones in the body. 
And the last hallmark is altered intercellular communication. So our brain is not able to communicate with the rest of our body as well as it used to be able to before, or, you know, not just our brain, but organ to organ and things like that. Um, Especially to do with like inflammation and like chronic low grade pain throughout, throughout the body. Normally inflammation will ramp up your body's immune system in that area. That's why things get bigger Mm -hmm. because having a hotter area and a more inflamed area actually helps your body to fight pain or infection in that place. But your body gets worse at in inflaming areas pretty much as you get older, which means your body is less effective at fighting things. So yeah, those are the hallmarks of aging that we pretty much see everywhere. And those are the things that people are focusing on in terms of research to try and prolong age. So what if we made, probably telomeres is a bad one to look at because that's kind of like an inbuilt mechanism to stop like cancer and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like, what if we improve mitochondrial functioning? What if we improve our ability to regulate nutrients what if we, you know, took out senescent cells that are just there? You know, what if we put more stem cells in to the body? Like all of these things, when you change, have been shown to make animals live longer. And this has been done a lot in rats and mice. And we've been shown to double or triple the lifespan in some cases. And they've done the opposite, which is like, you know, killed the rats very, very quickly. Is it worth it? Uh, is it worth it? Ethics. Is it worth it though? Would you want what? If you were given the opportunity, this is like, would you? If you could, if go. you could live twice as long, would you? Hundred percent. Okay. If you were given the opportunity to be immortal, would you go for it? Yeah. Oh, but what about your family and your friends? They'll die off yeah. and you'll be lonely. <laughs> I, I get I, all I, that, but yeah. the good thing about being immortal is that you're not invincible. Yeah, okay. Like when I when people like propose this hypothetical, it's like, okay, imagine you're a vampire from science fiction. That means okay. that you self heal, you're stronger, you age, you don't age. Like imagine that. Oh, but that means if I'm a, okay. If that scenario, 100%, because I can recruit more vampire space people. You're not an alpha vampire, you can't recruit more. No, no, oh, no sorry, mate. Tits. But it means they exist. Uh, you're the only which one. Which means I won't... Oh, yeah. Mate, you're making this... Okay. For now, I would say yes. And I know you get all the thing of like, oh, your friends and family will die off. Yeah, I get that. But I'm so bloody curious to see where we oh, end 100%. up. Oh, 100%. Like, if you could become... Uh, a vampire space pirate. Why would you? A vampire space why pirate. Why would you? Yeah. Because like, then you can actually go through space, and the the whole age thing wouldn't be an issue. How quickly are you regenerating? Are you like Wolverine style yeah, regenerating? Yeah, like, well, yeah, because Wolverine. then you go up to space, and like you might just die. What do you mean? And like you, you die quicker than you regenerate. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Because like Wolverine doesn't regenerate instantly. Like he gets shot and then takes him a few minutes to come back to life. Okay, let's, let's say. say Deadpool. Is he quicker? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> man, Deadpool, yeah. It, uh, He's like instant, isn't he? No. He's like Wolverine on so steroids. So movie Deadpool, it isn't instant. And he like 
it takes some time to grow back. But I think some of the cartoon is like stabbing is instant, but like limb chopping off takes a few seconds. But if you cut his head off, he can regrow from just the head. Uh, okay. Does he also regrow from the body? No. So there's two. Okay, that's a yeah. It's, good they made that distinction. Otherwise, there'd be a million of them. Yeah. Um, speaking of Deadpool Wolverine, oh, here's the announcement. Yeah, that was tasty. Uh, interesting thing about uh, about Deadpool. There's like an abomination, not the abomination, but there's an abomination version of Deadpool that a scientist makes by every time there's like a situation that Deadpool gets involved with and like loses an arm or a leg or whatever this scientist goes to that place and like grabs the leg of the arm then builds an a bomb like a frankenstein-esque version of deadpool that's weird yeah oh oh i look forward to that nightmare fuel <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was one of the i can't um, remember what what one it's in but yeah they the uh uh but yeah what what if you could Become immortal. Oh no! I thought, yeah, I would. I would. I'd, a vampire I, I definitely space would. Thing. I definitely would. Like, I think it is interesting. I understand why people wouldn't want to. I just think that. I just think they're mugs. I'd want to have like a kill switch. Oh yeah. Okay. So you could just turn it off. Yeah, you could just Do you know turn what it I mean? Off. Like, okay, like, think, okay. Like, actually, you, I'm not cut out for this. If you threw yourself into a sun, <laughs> like, where if every single part of all of your atoms got disintegrated to the point where, like. No, it's like it's like D and D. Let's like use D and D rules. If you are okay. incinerated, revivify isn't going to work on you because there's no point to revivify. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's better than the. Op- like I was watching. Uh, there's a, a Netflix show called The Degenerates or something. The Imperfects. Oh uh, yeah, I think The Imperfects is probably yeah. more accurate <laughs> than The Degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> My head is not with it today. Uh, <laughs> catheters and degenerates. Um, Bloody hell. There's something with the creepy tall people uh, with the, like, uh, the, the faces. These people have been experimented on by like some doctor because they have some kind of condition and then they've all got superpowers from yeah, it. Yeah, there's three of them. Yeah, I know. I know, I know there's I know, three of them. I know, yeah. they, they find in the first, second episode, maybe, there's someone else there who can't die. Yeah. But even when he's dead, he feels the pain. Like there's always a a good thing, and then there's a drawback uh, to the, each the of caveat. their powers. Yeah, yeah. The caveat. So his thing is he can't die, but the pain from his previous death never goes away. So if his head was cut off, he constantly feels the pain of his head being cut off. Yeah, that would suck, wouldn't it? So like, as long as that's not a thing, yeah, no. Throw me into a sun. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Because people, uh, people, yeah, people yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if like <laughs> narrow-mindedly thinking about this. Like, yeah, you would kind of live out your life, your current current life, because you would, if you live forever, you go through phases. I think your current life would be like seeing off your friends and your family from this point, uh, having children if you want children and watching them die, and then that phase would be over, and then you'd go on to do whatever. Like, there's enough. Yeah, like, t- it depends when you find out, right? Yeah. Like, what age is your, like, set? Because, like, Wolverine looks about, what, 30, mid-30s? No, Wolverine ages. That's where Logan, the movie, comes in. Oh, yeah, of course. But he ages slower, doesn't he? Like, at what point do you find out you're immortal? Do you look like... 
I don't want to bring Twilight up for the absolute shambles that it is, but you know what I mean? Oh, you find wrong, out. Nothing wrong with Twilight, what are you talking about? <laughs> Shambolic. Nothing at all, mate. Uh, uh, like, are you 18? Do you look 18? Nah, let's say you're going get 30. Let's, let's say you're 30. You said the t- right. at the time we're, that you turn. We're cherry picking the perfect age. Yeah. Like, what? That's yeah. the thing. It's not like the perfect age, because even if you, like, you got turned when you were 40, because of like the healing properties, you would look like a damn good 40. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying... A perfect, uh, skin, perfect be skin, being able to fly, turn into bats. Like, the good, a good 40. <laughs> Just, a good 40. You can't go out in the sun. No, you can. You can. Okay. That's that's important if you're a space vampire. Um, yeah, because you, you're that always, in the, in, always in the starlight. Yeah. Is it just, like, the, it's the sun, though? Or is it all other stars? I think it's starlight but because we haven't been on any other planet other than earth i think it's the frequency sunlight is the thing i think it's the frequency of our sun that causes it so i think oh do you reckon there's some like cold blue stars that are like perfect vampire habitat yeah maybe obviously not on the star but on the the planet a a bit warm That is like think right. think of being able to Bookmark. observe TM the, the, no one can steal the technology our vampire. Like I don't know why you wouldn't want to stick around to be like to see all the things that we create. I think like some a lot of people kind of get to a point where you know they're like oh you know I've lived my life and I'm happy and I'm old and I've done all the things I wanted to do and you know they're okay with it. Some people don't experience that because. They're curious and want to know what happens more. I'm definitely at the curious point where I don't know why I wouldn't want to see more. I think like what yeah, happens just out of curiosity. People, like if we're gonna fuck it up, and that's my scary point. Like I want to say yes to this genie that comes out of a bottle and offers this to me, but at the same time, I don't want to be in 50 years in a world that's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You you're playing Fallout for you by yourself. In, in yeah. real world. I think what I would do, though, is just chronicle everything, like, biological-wise, and just wait for the next civilization to rise up. Yeah, but then would it turn into, like, a... I was about to say iRobot, it's not, but it's not iRobot. It's the other one with Will Smith with the zombies. Oh, yeah. what's, what's that one? I Am Legend. I am, yeah, I Am Legend. I know it begins with an I. Uh, the book version where you turn into, like, the boogeyman. Because maybe, or if you're there since their beginning, they may treat you as a god. Um, as a god, in reverence. Like you would have to, you know, for the first few thousand years, treat them as a untouchable thing. Mm. But then I guess there would never be a good time to turn up and be like, hey, I've been here for 20,000 years waiting for your civilization to kind of, you know. Yeah, fancy helping. Nah, I thought I'd just see, see you struggling in the mud. Like, if you, if this had happened before the human civilization started, right, and you were waiting for them to be sufficiently advanced, would you pop up in Egypt? You know, a civilization that lasted four, five thousand years, right? Built pyramids, had languages written and spoken, could do complex math. Okay, they were still really into slaves, which is like, but, you know, a pretty good civilization. Like, at what point would you go, ah, oh, okay, this is where I'll announce my presence? I think from the start I'd go in. 
just full on tribal like oh what's up yeah like yo what's up let's get this kick started like i, I was part of a society oh, that like it took them you ages. would just go kickstart that yeah. straight into cryptocurrency yeah, yeah, yeah nfts like we'll start trading <laughs> images oh no yeah crypto tribes yeah crypto tribes oh mate yeah because we'll be just at that point we'll start be handing out the google glasses yeah yeah, well, yeah. No, it's an interesting one. Well, that turned into a conversation. Yeah. I wonder if you'd have to specialise or generalise. You know, if you were the only one left and you're waiting for the next civilization to turn up, right, you would have to generalise across remembering as much as possible. Hmm. To try and kickstart the next civilization. Yeah. Assuming they're human-like. And also assuming that you're still on Earth that point yeah if not though you could probably bounce around the galaxy trying to find some humans yeah well they would be humans but it, you could essentially do that that would be the cool thing to do yeah really yeah, cool yeah depends spaceship. how advanced the spaceship is I think uh, I'm thinking like AI ship that you could turn the SAS up on <laughs> Proper layout of a hitchhiker's guide. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a sassy door. Yeah, the sassy door. Uh... <laughs> Get yourself a Marvin. Uh... The, the, the doors aren't sassy in that though. They're, it's uh, what is because they're happy. Yeah, they're happy because Grace is like, why the, the why are the doors sighing? And I was like, they're not sighing. They are happy doors. They, it's Marvin who's maniacally depressed. Maniacally. Yeah. Manically. I thought it was maniacally. It's manic depression, but is to say you have but it. If you're describing it from that, have I made up another word? No, because I thought maniacally was just like you know, it's manically. Because um, uh, <laughs> maniacal is like evil. Hell. <laughs> a way that is reminiscent of a violently insane person. Yeah, like maniacal is wild and violent behaviour it'd be like ah his maniacal oh, session okay. no, he's just manically depressed yeah, yeah. like a maniacal d- dictator <laughs> just, bloody hell he's just War, this has not been my episode manical well <laughs> right, let's bung this up then <laughs> let's bung this, this up catheters maniacal oh, maniacal catheters yeah alright well this has been a bit longer uh, but yeah hope you enjoyed our conversation about space ranging vampires uh let us know your answer to the question if given the option would you become an immortal space vampire um tell us why or why not you can do that over on twitter at info entropy pod instagram information entry pod spotify itunes wherever you're listening right now if you can give us a rating a like a follow a share it helps us out more than you can imagine so thank you very much in advance um yeah i guess that brings us up to a wrap Mm -hmm. anything else to mention uh sentience but we'll never know we will never know no uh maybe we'll do an aging part three but we'll give it a break i reckon for a week or two it's getting old now Um, (laughs) that was the one pun that was the one pun all right just end it round it off just talk us out tom yeah. Oh, is that, is that the end music I'm hearing? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> we will never know. 
Uh, maybe we'll do an aging part three. We'll give it a break for a week or two. Uh. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>